County kind of Board of Commissioners meeting to order. We thank you for your patience. We're trying to work through a few technical and personnel issues. We had two commissioners that were going to be out, Commissioner Jones and Commissioner Thrift. And then Commissioner Frazier is running a little late. And then uh, we just heard that Commissioner Walden uh, had to um, phone in today. He's not able to be here physically. So trying to work all that out. Uh, um, Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir, it has. Thank you, sir. So at this time, we will have our prayer and pledge of allegiance. Uh, Pastor Richard Hayes is going to come and introduce a guest he has with him, as well as uh, share some new information with us about changing of the guard. <laughs> <laughs> Good afternoon, uh, Commissioner or Chairman Lovett and Commissioners. Um, I'm here. Uh, this is probably won't be the last time that you see me, but there will be a changing of leadership, transitioning of leadership of the United Ministerial Alliance. I have with me Bishop Kevin L. Betton of Cathedral of Praise. Uh, he's going to lead us in our prayer on tonight, and I'll do the pledge, and together we'll just continue to be a team to help serve the community through the Ministerial Alliance with him taking charge. Thank you, sir. Amen. To our chairman and to all of our commissioners, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here on this evening. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we're so thankful and grateful unto you for this day that you have made. And as we come, we come with grateful hearts as we assemble as members of our county. We ask that you would look upon our commissioners or tonight as business shall be shared and discussed. Bless the citizens that are here as well. And as we come, Father, we lean on you and look to you. And we thank you for all things. We ask it now in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please stand for the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, gentlemen. Do you have anything for us? No, sir, we just look forward. Thank you for your service yes. for yes. A, a number of years. Yes. <laughs> like you say, you're not going away. You just not going step anywhere. inside. We, and we look forward to working with you. Yes, Bishop Benton. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All righty. Our minutes for the month of March require our approval, March 7th and March 16th. Amen. We accept the minutes. Second. Motion second. We second. accept the minutes from March 7th and March 16th. Further discussion? All in favor, let me know my show of hands, please. I'll say aye. 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 Uh, all opposed? Uh, minutes are approved. Thank you. Proclamation National Public Safety Communication Week. Ms. Erica Smith. Hi, good afternoon, Chairman, Ooh. Commissioners. Uh, once again, could not do what I do without them and the others. Um, I have a really strong crew. We've got a lot of new, new faces. We have more new people than we have seasoned people, um, but I have faith in my people. They're doing really well, and um, we're here to serve the county and hope to continue to do so. So we appreciate you taking this time out to sign the proclamation. This is a proclamation in honor of National Public Safety Telecommunicators Week, April 9th through the 15th, 2023. Whereas emergencies can occur at any time that requires police, fire, or emergency medical services. And whereas when an emergency occurs, the prompt response of police officers, firefighters, and paramedics 
is critical to the protection of life and preservation of property. MRS, <clears throat> the safety of our police officers and firefighters is dependent upon the quality and accuracy of information obtained from citizens who telephone the Liberty County Emergency Communications Center. Whereas public safety telecommunicators are the first and most critical contact our citizens have with emergency services. And whereas public safety telecommunicators are the single vital link for our police officers and firefighters by monitoring their activities by radio, providing them information, and ensuring their safety. And whereas public safety telecommunicators of Liberty County have contributed substantially to the apprehension of, criminal, of criminals, suppression of fires, and treatment of patients. MYS, each dispatcher has exhibited compassion, understanding, and professionalism during the performance of their job in the past year. Therefore, be it resolved that the Liberty County Board of Commissioners declare the week of April 9th through 15th, 2023, to be National Public Safety Telecommunicators Week in Liberty County in honor of the men and women whose diligence and professionalism keep our county and citizens safe. Signed this fourth day of April, 2023. Thank you for what you do every day, night and day. Departmental reports. Uh, you're not Jeff. <laughs> no. uh, rezoning petition. Two rezoning petitions. Yep. Okay, good afternoon. We need to go into. Thank you, sir. Thank you for reminding. Chair, to motion to go into a public hearing. So moved, Mr. Chair. Give us your hands, please. Unanimous win public hearing. Um, good afternoon, everyone. Um, today I have rezoning petition 2023-016-LC. A rezoning petition was submitted by Daybreak, Daybreak Industries, uh, Inc. owner to rezone 10.12 acres more or less from AR1 to A1 to, um, excuse me, from AR1, A1 to I1, which is industrial district for a storage warehouse. The property is located at 20, um, with this change, um, cause a domino effect or encourage sprawl, yes. And there was no um, unique historical sites noted. Um, no, the property is not in a flood zone. Is, the, is, is it spot zoning and unrelated to existing patterns of development? Yes. Are there any unique conditions which support approval or denial? And the, um, on March 21st at the last planning commission meeting, um, the recommendation was disapproval. I'm Alan Anderson. I'm the owner of Daybreak Industrial. I'm the only owner. Mm -hmm. um, I'm here to 
like to get that rezoned to be able to put the building up. I'm from Glenville. Um, my grandparents was from Liberty County, from Flemington. Um, I started in 1998 bringing a little bit of sales tax to the county and we delivered materials to Kemto and the county got the money off the sales tax and I'm wanting to bring my stuff from Glenville where the rest of the stuff now has been being uh, delivered in Glenville on my material I use and I need a building to put it in and, and work out of. Any questions for Mr. Anderson? Thank you, Mr. Anderson. Now, was there any any persons who were opposed to the project? Come on, sir. State your name for. State your name for the record, also. My name is Elliot Wilson with MESAC Engineering. Um, just a couple things I wanted to add to that is <clears throat> the applicant is looking to expand his business and keep his business in Liberty County. Um, and I think that should hold value to, to the council here tonight. Um, furthermore, I know there were discussions of buffers. Um, he's more than willing to exceed the buffer limit required um, in order to place this building on the property. And the, and the distance. Yeah, so can you pull back up the survey? Yeah, that should be good. So um, there's, I, I'm not familiar with what's required at this point. I just know that whatever's required would be exceeded. So I think from looking at this drawing, it would be over 100 feet away from all property lines. Vegetative buffer. You do, Jesse. I, oh, go ahead. I, I was just trying to get some clarification on on the the requirements of, of the buffers because I mean it's it's kind of vague in the in the, the zoning analysis. I was just trying to get some clarification. I don't know if I need to get that from LCPC or yeah, um, because under number four, it just said there will not be an adverse effect if adequate buffers and setbacks are used, and I get that and. You're stepping up saying that not only will it be adequate, but it'll exceed that. We could exceed the, the minimum required. Right, buffer. but I need to know what, what the minimum required is. I understand. It's like a math equation, you know? Sure. X, Y, Z. But if I don't know what X, Y, or Z is, I, I can't figure it out. So I was just trying to figure out what are the, the technical uh, requirements for the buffer okay. in that area. Now, let me ask you a question. <laughs> We're trying to change the zoning from A1, AR1 to I1, correct? That's correct. It was just recommended by LCPC. Industrial would be the proper zoning for this use. Now, are you familiar with the <coughs> zoning, spot zoning? Yes, sir. Now, although I heard what Ms. Park said, <coughs> that there's some other property further down the road, uh, don't know exactly which side she was talking about. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Yeah, Laura, this. right there. Where is that piece of property at right there? Well, I don't know. I don't know exactly like, how far it is down the road. 
Oh, yeah, on the same side of the road, south side. Jamestown Timber. SNF Holdings owns it now. I'm trying to figure out how these two, this piece of property and this piece of property is connected, you know, to what we're trying to do right here. Well, they're, well, they're not. They're just, we step up to the mic. Well, they're, they're not connected. We just have that. That is industrial zoning in the vicinity of the piece of the proposed piece of property that is wanting to be rezoned. All right, that brings up another question. When you say vicinity, how wide is that vicinity? Yeah. I, I mean, it I, could be a half a mile long. Quarter of a mile. A quarter of a mile. No, no, hold on a minute. Yeah. I'm trying to. I don't know, Mr. Uh, Stevens. What I'm trying to, I'm looking for an answer. How long, how far apart must a property be before it can say it is connected to what we are trying to do? Yeah, I don't know. You don't know. Mr. Brown, do you know? Uh, well, I think it'd be up for interpretation to what somebody means by vicinity, whether that be a quarter mile, half a mile, a mile, but I don't know what, what they use. I, I will tell you that um, the Planning Commission staff in their meeting as special conditions recommended to their board approval, but as part of that, special conditions, including an existing berm that was already in place, uh, on the property edge and also to maintain a hundred foot vegetative buffer from all property lines Which in that so was, that's what was discussed. I just yeah, that that was discussed, but it was disapproved also uh, Disapproved by the planning board. Yes, sir. right, mm -hmm. right, which but I was just trying to answer the yeah. buffer that was discussed I think Commissioner Frazier wanted to know about the buffer size was. which in the planning and zoning board is one that we The county has in place that we have always respected their decision Do we have anybody against it, Mr. Chairman? I'm, I'm waiting for you to get oh, done. Oh, sorry. Yes. Thank you, sir. All right, anyone who opposed to the uh, rezoning petition want to come and speak to the uh, commission? It's a public hearing, so now's the time. Mr. McIver? Hello, sir. Mr. Chairman. Uh, State your uh, name, please, sir. John D. McIver. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Basically, I'm opposed to the rezoning, but I'm not opposed to uh, growth in the county. I'm just opposed to the negative effect that certain zoning may bring to a certain area. With this particular zoning request that have been uh, recommended from the planning staff to the planning commission and got turned down and at this point is before the Board of Commissioners to receive the recommendation from the planning commission. Now, I'm looking at that zoning map and this piece of property, I'm very well familiar with it. I'm less than a half a mile where my home is at from this piece of property. And there are activities that have been going on on this piece of property ever since the fall of last year, or maybe the summer of last year. And this property 
is AR11 Agricultural Residential. What's happening there and what's taking place there is like a business operation that has been used now. And what I see is that a zoning recommendation from the planning staff is to correct the deficiency in zoning at this site. So I would encourage the Board of Commissioners to follow the recommendation of the Planning Commission and not approve this rezoning request. Study it. Look at other potential uh, rezoning that may come in compliance with what this property owner wants to do. This is strictly spot zoning to the highest in this location. Several years ago, I don't know if y'all recall or not, Development Authority acquired large portion of acreage from the timber company. And in those uh, property requirement, 300 and some acres right across the street from this piece of property on Highway 17 was not rezoned into industrial because we felt like this piece of property in the vicinity of it should not be in industrial zoning. It was set aside as worker housing area for potential growth along Highway 17. So at this stage now, we want to do an industrial in a neighborhood residential zoning. And I would say that it is not feasible to do because it's spot zoning. Spot zoning. The county don't do spot zoning. Should not do spot zoning. We should be looking at, should be looking at smart growth using the comprehensive plan that we have for the county and follow it and the recommendation that comes from the Planning and Zoning Commission. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, sir. Please state your name for the matter of record, please, sir. My name is Charlton Hargrove, here in Riceboro right there. And I just want to piggyback on um, Mr. McIver was saying. Now, what I want to get an understanding of is the tax. Is my tax going up on my property? I have right at assets of about 60 acres right on Barrington Ferry. And I could go right in back of my property and almost look right in there back door. And I listened at them all the noise all day long. Now, they say they want to make it industrial. Well, it seems like they done been ahead and done all that because they act like they're building stuff right now already. So what I'm trying to find out really what it is, is my tax going up. Now, they say they're going you know, to benefit um, jobs. But I don't know about that. They might bring their own people in to work in there. They might not hire nobody in our community to work in there. So, uh, thank you. That's all I want. Thank to you, sir. Good afternoon, Commissioners. Hello. Good evening, rather. Uh, 
my name is Charles Williams. I was here at the last zoning when they disapproved the uh, authorization for such. Um, we, again, we as family have property down there also. And I'm concerned about the idea of industrial usage um, from residential to agriculture. All my life there has been agriculture and residential. And people are building slowly. Um, I don't feel that uh, such an operation, I mean, it, it's going to be a warehouse or, or a storage facility. We don't know what's going to be stored in there. I mean, once you approve or disapprove, whatever, anything and everything could be in there. And I'm concerned about that. And also, again, um, property taxes. You know, we have to pay property taxes and you know, it's, it's enormous for what we've got. Uh, we don't have the facility running water and sewer and all that stuff like they have up north in North Georgia and other places, or you can go to Savannah. But at the same time, um, I'm concerned about the taxes uh, going up and then you're changing that uh, from residential to industrial. How is it going to impact the growth of people wanting to move into the community. You know, the swath of land that we have there has been there for, for years for our, for our, through our family. So, you know, I, like I said, I wasn't for it and nor was I against it, but I don't feel that um, what's being transpired here today is that there should be a, 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 a uh, facility right in our area. And again, if you look on Highway 72 on the other side, there's a lot of land over there. Nothing's built over there. So why build in the residential community? Yeah. Where is your property, sir? It's right along here. Uh, ours are combined together. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right along there in the very. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Mr. Chairman, I think it's that piece right, right there. Okay. <clears throat> State your name, please, sir, if you will. Uh, name is Philip McKellar. I'm a lifelong resident of Liberty County, and I'm employed by Allen. And for the ones that couldn't be here tonight, within, it's not a very populated place right there, but we've got almost 40 signatures that support the rezoning that live within a half a mile of what we're trying to do. If y'all want, if y'all want to. Yeah, if you give it to Allen. Mr. Chair. Thank you, sir. Ms. Cook, you want to say something? You want to say something? Hold on a minute. Good evening. Yeah. To the chairman and commissioners, I live within a half a mile. My name is Gloria Cook Osborne. I live at 3287 South Coastal Highway, and I don't recall a petition I noticed that the business has been there six months plus, and a lot of the vehicles that's turning into the business, they don't have the proper signal and taking some of that equipment across the road. Um, as of yesterday, I almost witnessed a bad accident, a truck uh, cream Ford that usually goes Kimtall side daily. He passed me because he thought I was going too slow. 
and he had to actually run off the road not to hit a driver in a tractor that was going into the said property. Um, of course, my property is AR1, and that's what I would like to see the property in that area resume, AR1 and residential. Across the street from my house, there is this large parcel of property. And about maybe 10 years ago or maybe longer, I came before the commissioners because a cement plant wanted to be placed near my house. And it looks similar to what they have. And that cement plant was not allowed to be put there. So I'm wondering, are they going to start having mixed zoning along Highway 17? Are we, is it going to stay AR1? Is it going to be spot zoning or? All right. we'll, that's why we're taking the information and we have to mm -hmm. come to some conclusion on what's going to happen there, but we need to hear from you, so. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Was there someone else? Oh, yes. I live at 2693 South Coast Highway. Which one right, of those is yours now? Hit me up. Right side, uh, north of the, the property right there. Right. I got five acres right there. Okay. Thank you, sir. I've been there for about 10 years. I work with Mr. Anderson. He's not, he's not doing nothing illegal there. That is our job. All he's wanting to do is have his welding shop there. We supply stuff to S&F and other uh, places around. We weld. There's no hazardous. So, I mean, no, everybody I've talked to next door to me, my next door neighbor that butts right up to him, he said he has no problem. He signed a petition. I did get the petition signed on several. Some, I went by their houses. They wasn't there. I did not go back by, but we got several. And I can't see where we're doing nothing wrong. If you would like one day, come down and look and see what we do. But... The man trying to make an honest living. There's several of us in the community that work there, that work out of there. We park stuff there, and there's no no reason for not rezoning it. The cross the road gonna be a zone eventually. SNL's got it. It's coming. Everybody knows it. So that's all I got to say. But anything. Yes, sir. Your name, please. We didn't Charles get your name. David Phillips, Jr. Thank you. Okay. All right. That everyone speaking for, I guess. Uh, I had a question. For LCPC? Uh, no, for, uh, for, for Joey. Okay. Joey, you, you read um, something, and I've kind of um, confused me. Now, I know on this handout here, it says disapproval, but you said that the notes from the planning commission was for approval? I believe that's, uh, Lori can confirm that. I believe that staff had recommended to the planning commission, the planning commission does obviously, the board that takes the final action. When, when you say staff, you're talking about Jeff in his office. Right. Okay. So we did the zoning analysis and we recommended approval and then March 20th. 
and then it went to the planning commission and they voted it they voted it down yeah I, I was looking at the I guess it's 13 um, 12 or 13 things in the zoning analysis and um, none of them seem to be um, that you know overbearing or, or out of line I was just wondering when you know when you said that the, it, the staff was uh, that went out and did the field work that they their recommendation was for approval, but the board um, voted against it. Okay, all right, thank you. Lori, if you will, Lori, please. So, so if I heard correctly, the, the zoning request has come about because LCPC is recommending that they change the, the zoning based on activities at the said property and have I got that right or close to right yes sir so how, well, how so well, when he came to get his uh, uh, permit to, to to do the new building that's what started off no sir no okay. no sir well, take um, me back take me back Emmy Sack engineering came in and did a rezoning for David for mr. Anderson yeah. They came in just to do a rezoning just like everybody else. Okay. So that's what this is here for, okay. just for his rezoning. So, all right. All right. But, but, that's, but that's tied into the, the, the new building. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right. So had it not been for that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, that's um, what he came in for was to do his rezoning from the ag to the industrial okay. to place the new building on then there. Then I must go ahead and ask then for the building that's there now, how did that miss being rezoned for, for, for the activity that's going on there now? Yeah, I can't answer that, Mr. Lovett. I, well, I didn't work there then, so I don't know. I don't know anything about the history of the existing building. I see. Mr. Chair, Ms. Laurie. Do they have a business license for where they are, that what they're doing now in that facility? They don't. Not that I know of. Alan may. Mr. Anderson, can you answer that? Can you answer that? My business license is out of town. Yes, sir. Yeah. But Mr. Chairman, I hear what he's saying, but I've never heard it put that way before, that you don't have to have a business license in Liberty County. You do. You don't? You do. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you do. And, um, Unless it's something I don't know, uh, attorney. Yeah. <laughs> There are some exceptions in the occupation tax license or business licenses for businesses that have multiple locations. The theory being you shouldn't assess a business permit fee uh, on, on one business that does business in multiple locations. I don't know if the exception applies to this business, but that is true with some businesses. If you have multiple locations, even outside the county, only one business license in a jurisdiction is required. But I don't know if it, if it applies to this business or not. Well, I've been up here for 24 years. This will be my first time hearing that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, I have so many questions. I, I think the questions that I have can't even be answered tonight, honestly. Go ahead. From 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 uh, from Mr. Davis's the question about the license, and I, I I mean that's just me. I can't speak for the whole yeah. board. I just have questions about the buffer. Have questions about the business license. Have questions about uh, what is the true definition of spot zoning. Uh, what's the vicinity? And and just like Ms. Brown said, I mean, I guess from legal terminology, you know, it, it's the eye of the beholder. Uh, I, I, I just I just don't understand, and I don't understand like also why does it need to be rezoned now? If there's already existing business there, regardless if, if it's running uh, legally or illegally, it just it me personally, I, I just it's just a lot of questions on, on my end. I don't know. I, I wish we could. I mean, it's not in my district, but I wish we could table this or whatnot and, and get a little bit more clarification. But that's just me. But Mr. Davis. Understood. I respect that, but 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 the the gentleman who who came up in front of you all, they they pay property tax too. So, but I I do appreciate that. Though. I I understand, but the question was if you had a business license. So, I mean, just yeah. Right. I, I agree, uh, Commissioner Fraser, but I, I, I think we could, um, the business license issue, we we go downstairs. And we could rectify yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we could right. find out, we could find out of what Mr. Davis said, if that, if it falls into that category, we could find that out um, tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. I mean, there'd be somebody down there that we can, we right. can get an answer to that. But I, I would think that um, if you're doing business in Liberty County, that you should have a Liberty County business license. But if, if, if he don't need that, then, um, th then that's fine. But we, we could, we could get answers to that um, tomorrow morning, Mr. Yeah. Chairman, I, on on that one. But you know, what I mean, we're here for a, a, a zoning petition. Yes, sir. He can hear you. Good afternoon, commissioners, fellow commissioners, and audience, um, Mr. Chairman. Who's that? And the Honorable John McAfee. I I've listened to. A, a lot of things here. For those of y'all that don't know, this is Eddie Walden, and I'd be there, but I'm a little bit under the weather. But I'm not under the weather to, that where I don't understand um, what's trying to be done. I think you got a young individual wanting to try to come to Liberty County that has worked at NCF, CNF, and Interstate Paper and around different places, and he's probably got the cart in front of the horse. Um, I don't know who was speaking last, but, um, you know, I think it would be a real easy thing to go downstairs or even call uh, one of the people that work for the inspections about the business license. But the way I understand it is if Sanitary Plumbing's got a license in Flemington, they can work in Midway, Riceboro, Hinesville, wherever they want to work at. So a business license uh, may be just a very small piece of this to try to keep somebody from uh, moving forward. I think that this uh, area here 
is uh, this is not the second time or the third time we've had people from all the way down uh, past the McDonald's um, in on 17 that's wanting to try to put in businesses. About three months ago, we approved one for a timber company, and uh, we did uh, vote one down for a cement factory that we found very little bit of knowledge about. We didn't know who was going to run it, where it was going to come to, or what it was going to be used for. But this, uh, Mr. Anderson, I don't know who you are. I've probably met you somewhere. Uh, I know a lot of your employees there from listening to Mr. McCallum, and I thought I heard Charlie Phillips in there, but I wasn't sure. But I just I feel like that uh, we need to give the man the opportunity. Uh, spot zoning has been brought up, but it don't make any difference. Everything at one time was spot zoned. Any piece of property in this county was spot zoned unless it was in a municipality. So it's in our county. I understand Mr. Stevens. He, he lives there and represents and does a good job, and I'm sure we want to try to everybody get off on the right foot. But there's people right now that I read that's going to be three or 4,000 people that'll have to take severance pays at the McDonald's across the United States. That's people that's going to be out of work. So they may be able to uh, offer something there as a labor or, or going up. Um, Heliark and MIG Weldon is a, is a trade, and we've got a trade school here in Liberty County that maybe this person can hire. So if you want my feelings on it, I hope I've made it pretty clear. I'm going to support anything that's down there that's going to create some jobs. We'll get it zoned uh, and get it, the business license checked out and move forward with it. And that's all I'm going to say about it. All right, thank you, Commissioner Walden. Um, all right. Commissioner Stephen, there's several observations in that. I apologize about that if I don't get them all in order. Uh, uh, Mr. Attorney, will you come to the program? Um, what would be, I know there are many, but what would be our options here, sir? Well, I mean, first from what I've seen, it's within your legislative discretion to either approve the rezoning or deny it. So I don't think you should worry about that. I think how the decision can be supported in the exercise of that discretion. Uh, the only thing I would recommend that if you should uh, determine that approval is warranted, that conditions be imposed to mitigate any adverse effects on adjoining or nearby property owners. I think that's what I've heard uh, many of the concerns expressed tonight from, from adjoining property owners. Um, and you folks know from uh, prior rezonings, those conditions uh, can vary. But in this case, I would definitely recommend the nat natural buffer recommended by the planning staff, 100 feet around the perimeter of the property to the extent necessary to screen from adjoining property owners. I'd also recommend for people who are concerned about further encroachment of industrial use in this area that the use be limited, strictly limited, to only those uses that are allowed now, which my understanding is welding, and fabrication, as well as associated warehousing. Um, and then additionally, um, you know, you ensure that uh, no nuisance is created from this uh, business. Uh, and examples might include, you know, bright lights at night, uh, unreasonably loud noises at, uh, at times of the day, which you wouldn't ex normally expect them. You know, we have a typical, uh, we have an inventory of what those nuisances might be. 
Um, and I think I'd also discussed with the Planning Commission uh, that outside storage, to the extent it's visible from the public or adjoining property owners, that outside storage be, prohi be prohibited unless it's appropriately screened uh, to further minimize perhaps unsightly conditions of the property. Uh, and then I would just note in the records that you know this rezoning, if you should approve it, would not be uh, a basis for further rezonings or invite further, further industrial use in the area. That I think as someone mentioned, it's simply done to redress uh, a past oversight and to allow the continued use of the property as it is now with the expansion of the warehousing. Um, and those things should be, if you should grant the approval, those conditions should be set forth in your minutes. And um, typically an agreement is entered into with the property owners acknowledging these conditions and we get their agreement of record that they will comply with them. Uh, but again, approval is not, is not uh, demanded. You folks can either deny or approve. Uh, and I think your decision would be supported. Commissioner Stevens. <clears throat> and of course, you're free to table the issue as one of the commissioners has men mentioned as well. Hey, Mr. Frazier. Oh, I mean, <clears throat> I, I think how I feel about the situation is has already been spoken about. Uh, in my opinion, I don't have enough information and, and especially what our attorney just set forth. I would like uh, Mr. Anderson to have that in writing to give him opportunity to review it and see if, if he still want to move forward with those uh, recommendations from us, if we do have any. As well as to allow the property owners in the, the area Jason to, the property owners to, consider, to the consider as well. Okay. I mean, we that's what we've done in the last couple months with other rezoning with industry. I, I don't see why we should do anything different. Okay. Right now, when will we bring it back to the commission? With you, yeah, and Mr. Chairman, also the uh, the paving of the road going in now, it's a narrow road, um, egress, and since it's going to be bringing out e equipment and supplies, we need to maybe a uh, not a diesel lane, but the uh. What's the proper word for it? Acceleration lane on this outside, like you're going to Kemtall. And I mean, we need to look at also no work on Sundays because you got a church right there. And uh, so I agree with Commissioner Frazier that maybe we need to put all of this in writing and table it and bring it back to us. So we can have a chance to look at it. Well, discussion? Well, no, um, I was prepared to, to vote, but um, I, I can, I was just thinking uh, when Commissioner Walden spoke about at one time, um, just about everything was probably zoned different. Um, mm -hmm. And I was thinking about where I live, um, and I'm born and raised in Hinesville, uh, but where I live now is called um, Timber Ridge. That's what it's called. Um, so it gives you some idea what what it used to be, but it's mm -hmm. residential now, you know. So yeah. things do change. Uh, but I could I'll support um, tabling it if that's the direction okay. we we want to go. But um, I mean, you know, I think a lot of work is um, 
already going into it. I mean, I really like the fact that the, the boots on the ground, the, the planning, um, Jeff's office, you know, they went down there and they, they normally bring us the, um, after they've done all the legwork, you know, a well thought out um, analysis and plan. But um, if that's the, that's what we decided to do, then I'm, I'm for it. I, I look at it that we're doing this as we did the other rezonings in and around Trade Port East where we ensure that we try to support uh, the developer as well as the citizens. So this gives another chance. And then uh, Attorney Davis has given some additional uh, options uh, to explore. So let's take the time to do that and then bring it back to the, uh, to the county commission. Yeah. I will say, uh, Mr. Anderson, I'll tell you publicly, my, my issue is that as my mama said, this didn't start out right, you know. Uh, it, didn't, it never didn't start out right. That's, that's why I asked, how did the whole rezoning uh, issue come about? It's because uh, you wanted to add the additional building, but once the homework was done, we found out that the property was never, am I right, zoned for, for industrial. Uh, so that's a, that's a complication, but I'm not saying we can't work around it, but that is, that is something that I, I, I note that this did not uh, start on the, on the right footing, so hopefully we can, we can get around it. So work with it. So, Chair, take a motion to? I can make a motion, Mr. Chair, and we table it for, uh, mm, Kelly, will we be ready by mid-month, or you want to do it next month? We could do it by mid-month. I'd, I'd probably best to give the you know, area residents as well as the, the applicant an opportunity to review the conditions, but I could have perhaps proposed conditions after consulting with the staff uh, ready tomorrow. So mid-month might be fine. That's your, that's your okay. Now, take your time, Kelly. I don't want to see that bill. He said tomorrow. Ms. Parks, Ms. Parks, Laura. This is the first time that I can say that LCPC has voted unanimously to not approve something. And like I say, they must have seen something somewhere down the line that the others didn't see. And I understand what you say about the staff. That staff is just like the administration staff for the commissioners. They can go out and make, make discoveries and everything else. But when it comes back, it comes back to this board to make the final decision. So that's what that board of LCP commissioners over there did. Yes, sir. I just want to put that out there. And also, Mr. Anderson, I just want to let you know that, I mean, we're, we're definitely not against economic growth here. That, that's that's not right. even the, the question. It's just to make sure that, that we have all our, our T's crossing our I's dotted. Yeah. We got to have one set of rules for everybody. Yeah. So. For everybody. We can't have different rules for different people. We can't do that. We got to be consistent as much as we can, so. All right. Okay. Um, all right, so listen, where was I now? Did I? If I could, Mr. Chairman, if yes, I could ask the residents who spoke tonight or who were present and didn't speak, if they could meet me outside so I could get their contact information to make sure that they're provided um, with whatever conditions the board might think appropriate for, for their review. All right. Yeah. Uh, got a motion? Yes, sir. The motion, motion, the motion is to table this rezoning issue for uh, 30 days. Second, Mr. Chair. Motion and second to table this rezoning issue for 30 days and bring it back to the commission for consideration. Uh, in the meantime, the county attorney will meet with the concerned citizens as well as the developer to ensure that 
we all on the same sheet of music as to what the uh, what verses will be allowed or what um, how do you say it what um, conditions that's the word thank you sir and then we'll we'll vote at that time any further discussion uh, just are you are you there yes sir chairman yes sir are is, is this individual going to be able to continue work until that time mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, you going to have to send all these people home? No. No, uh, no, sir. Doesn't stop it. Don't stop what he's doing. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's important to some of the folks in that room, I'm yeah. sure. But well, no, we're not. Um, we're not closing down anybody. No. All right. Let's just make sure. This, this is all and, about the uh, new. But I, I still feel like that. Um, it's 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 going to create what Mr. Mr. McIver mentioned the spot zoning. There's going to be people all over this county now that's going to be going and checking on everybody else's spot to make sure that they've got no trucks parked in their driveways, no travel trailers. So let's just understand what we're doing here. Uh, I'm not in favor of it one bit. I can tell you, I that's think what problem. we're doing is the wrong thing for the wrong reason. But y'all go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> All in favor of Good. All in favor of table to let them show hands, please. All right. All opposed. I'm opposed. All right, sir. Motion passes. Good. Glad you're not here. Mr. Thank Mr. You, sir. Mr. Chairman, I'm uh, Mr. Hargrove. Uh, Hockey, what, what, what we call it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Mr. Hargrove, I, I think um, some of the uh, concerns you brought up that that probably um, we could probably get with Mr. Brown and maybe um, you know you're talking about taxes maybe um, Miss Miss Roberts from the assessors and um, and Mr. Jones the tax commissioner I don't yeah. think that would um, that wasn't his concern um, Kelly when you said you want to meet with him yeah I mean you, he may want you may want to speak to him but he 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 brought up the issue of taxes being raised and we could get you some um, some answers probably from um, just get with Joey on that, if you would, Charlie. Okay. All right. So, Mr. Davis Joey. is offering to meet with, with Citizen in case you guys want to be excused. You don't have to, but if you want to meet with him, he's available. All right, Ms. Lori. All right, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Safe trip home. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are we ready? Yes, yes sir. Okay. The next um, rezoning petition I have for you is 2023-021-LC. A rezoning petition was submitted by JPC Designs and Constructions LLC, the applicant, on behalf of the Michael E. Bryant Life Trust, which is the owner, um, to rezone five acres more or less from AR1, which is Agricultural Residential, to B2 General Commercial District for hotel or additional parking for the travel center. The property is located on Highway 84 west of um, Interstate 95 in the unincorporated area of Liberty County and the map and parcel is 265031. Again, next is just the public notification. The legal ads went out and the rezoning sign. And this is the vicinity map 
and I'm not sure if, if you'll remember, but Jeff mentioned at the last board meeting that this piece of property was not part of the original um, rezoning for the um, conditional use for the city of Midway or the rezoning that the county had. Um, it came in as a future development later and it contains five acres. Um, and this, of course, is just the, the zoning map and the, the blue area here is the, is the interstate commercial um, corridor. And um, this piece right here is the five acres that um, the board approved on March 16th already. Um, and the conditional use from the city of Midway was um, approved on March 20th. And it is, of course, the, the blue section here that was already. So it's just an additional five acres that is uh, a separate parcel to the piece that was already been approved. Um, the narrative um, um, from JPC Designs is requesting the rezone to B2 to match other parcels in the track for possible hotels or additional parking for the travel center. Um, and this is the site plan, and it's just this, this piece back here. Um, I'm sure you've probably seen the rest of it, but it's this, this um, piece back here is that additional five acres. And if they do happen to go with the hotel I don't believe um, Mr. Crosby's here he could explain that a little bit better but if they do have a hotel if the hotel has less than 400 rooms a DRI is not warranted like we would have to we, it would not have to go back through another D, DRI study and the next few slides are just um, they're going to be some renderings and the elevations and I believe you have, have seen these I can just go over them the it's just the rear and the front of the building. The fr front of the building on this one would sort of face toward actually the McDonald's that's there now. Um, the elevations is just the side, rear, the front. It's north side, east and west. And the, the buildings run the tallest point would be about 28 feet and the shortest um, point would be around 22 feet. And it's just showing you a landscape plan. They were um, talking about putting in some a little extra buffer in this section right here because this road would lead back to it to um, adjacent property owners back here. So they were just um, going to put in a little more um, buffering and vegetation in this little area here. Next, we go to the zoning analysis. Um, yes, the property has reasonable economic value. It's currently zoned. Um, yes, the proposed use does conform with the JLUS study. Um, does the proposed use conform to the Liberty County comp plan? No, the comp plan identifies this parcel as residential low density. Um, will there be an adverse effect on the value and usability of nearby properties? It's possible. Um, is the property... Proposed use suitable in view of nearby uses, yes. And no, the proposed use would not create uh, undue burden on transportation, streets, transit, schools, utilities, or the provision of public safety. Um, no, this would not allow a short-term gain at the expense of our local long-term goals. Um, would this change cause a domino effect or encourage sprawl? It could, possibly. Um, there were no... Um, Historical sites noted. Um, no, the 
property is not in a flood zone. Um, it is not considered spot zoning. And um, are there unique conditions which support approval or denial? And that was no. Um, the LCPC recommend, uh, recommendation on this particular one was approval at their March 21st meeting. And that concludes the presentation. Thank you, Lord. Mr. Chair. Ms. Parks. <clears throat> Go back to question number six. Will this zoning proposal create an undue burden on transportation, including streets and transit? Mm -hmm. It will have a burden on that intersection with traffic. I don't care what nobody says. Okay. Yes, sir. It will. We got a problem now. Mm -hmm. and it's getting worse. I mean, I'm not saying we can't correct it, but you know, that answer right now on number six, I disagree with it right now. Okay. Okay. Good. And. Go back up, I think it would be question number three. Mr. Brown, uh, <coughs> Mr. Chairman Lovett, how far does it have to be from Fort Stewart before number two? The answer to number two does not affect anything way down in Sunbury. I mean, does that affect the whole entire Liberty County? From Fort Stewart, does this um, proposed use conform to the Fort Stewart? Whole metro land? area, right? Three thousand feet. Three, yeah, three, it's a three thousand feet boundary that's along the, the perimeter of the base out there. This part of the joint land use analysis. So it would be anything that's inside that area that would need to be considered really as part of the JLUS. Better said, anything farther than three thousand feet along those buffers doesn't even apply to anything. Right. Okay. I just need. <clears throat> Clarification. The night might be clarification night. Amigos. <laughs> We're doing amigos. Yeah, some straightening. Never mind. That's yeah. a song. Right. My bad. You recall this is part B of uh, rezoning. The first part was for the travel center, and this is an adjacent property that just that's county versus in the city of Midway. Right. That's why it's before us. It's it's just uh, a potential site for a potential hotels or whatever it will wind up being, but. Um, let's see, I, right. I should probably, I'm probably slaughtering the explanation. <laughs> you know. So, so gentlemen, we all want to come in. Uh, I was trying to remind the commissioners yeah. where we were. Yeah, and Mr. Stevens, Mr. Crosby can probably explain a little bit more about the traffic study that mm -hmm. will be done or has yeah, been done. Okay. Do you want to go back to the site plan or anything? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Good evening, commissioners, oh, chairman, Jeremy Crosby with Jones Petroleum and JPC Design and Construction. Um, we have this in both parcels under contract um, to purchase, and the reason we're coming in second time was it was oversight in our office and our survey on getting all that filed for mm -hmm. when we did it on the original zoning. So we had left out that this back five-acre parcel where it's showing the hotels, and we're just wishing to zone it, the B2, um, just like we zoned the uh, travel center parking lot that's in the county um, for that. As far as the uh, uh, intersection there, we've laid out um, the site plan and the intersection, um, talked with Trent about it and what the county and the GDOT has for a long-term plan for the intersection there on East Oglethorpe Highway. So we're, we're aware of that and it, we laid out that site plan based on where 
GDOT and the county are asking for that intersection to be long term. So, and we've also got to uh, do a traffic study on this site. And uh, you will, or Trent will. We'll we'll do it. And we've got one thing I just got uh, in the last 30 days is our facility in Jackson, Georgia, uh, exit 205. I just got updated um, real traffic counts off the number of visits coming into that site that we can use it. We're not just using a book or somebody's dreaming up number. We got actual hard numbers for a week of traffic coming in that facility that we can plug in here for real live data. But, but so, we expect this location to be busier, correct? We hope so. The, there's two things going on. That one's on I-75 with 90,000 cars a day. I think we're about 70,000 cars a day, roughly on uh, 95 here instead of I-75 in Jackson. So. There's competition here. What's it? Sorry. There's competition. There's competition there. <laughs> um, you saying competition here or at our existing? less competition? Less here um, in Atlanta area. No, I mean our one in Jackson. We've only got two stores on that exit. I think we've got we've got two other three stores on this exit already. So it's similar, About similar. But yeah, we'll uh, we can plug that real live data in and, and work with Trent on the traffic study. So. Mr. Chair, yes, sir. Mr. Long. Yes, sir. How long before you would have your traffic study done for that area? My traffic study is on the other side of I-95. On the other side, so you yeah, don't have We've got there. a draft now. We just had a few changes that we're making for uh, another facility that's coming to the intersection of Dorchester Village Road. Trying to wrap our changes up for it. We have, uh, I was just emailing um, Robinson with Atlas. They're doing the traffic impact analysis for the intersection I-95 and 84 that we're trying to use to help uh, bolster getting the additional bridge on I-95. So, and then they'll have their traffic study that can they all tie together. That's what I'm, I'm trying to figure out. So he's gonna do a traffic study on the west side. I, hold on a minute, hold on. Mm -hmm. You're going to do a traffic study on the west side. Trent, you're doing a traffic study on the east side. So these two traffic studies going, is still going up to that same overpass. Same overpass. Why could it not have been a consolidated traffic study done to get a good, clean so, figure on what's what? So, so that you were clear, one thing that we're trying to make sure of is, in my office is that we're all using the same data. We're using data from him. We're provided, we'll provide him all of our data. We provide the data for uh, the interchange. We're gonna provide his data to Atlas, as well as we're making sure that we're all incorporated into ours so that we use the same data when we create the uh, traffic studies. So they all should- Interface together. Consensus. Okay. That's what I'm trying to yes, do. Sir, I, can, I can only speak to what our site will do, uh, and I can provide that data we've got from that Jackson, Georgia Center that's taken in the last 30 days, so I'd be happy to share that. And then, yeah, forward it on. I'd rather, rather the Liberty County data instead of the Jackson, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't count it until we get it built. <laughs> yeah, so what, what normally happens is um, the IT manual estimates traffic based on your fueling stations and your truck fueling stations and things like that. And it's generally a very conservative estimate. So it'll probably estimate a little higher than what he actually sees. Um, so 
it, it makes your what your, it makes your facilities a little better. You know, okay. Yes, there's going to be a lot more traffic there. Now, one other question, Mr. Chair. Where's Laurie? She's gone. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> did you say something about a motel? Yes, he is. He can speak to that. Yeah, we had just we had drawn in. Uh, Two hotel sites there as placeholders. We're not sure right now. Right. No, we sure. want a general business. We, if hotels work, and matter of fact, I just got off phone about three and a half hours ago with one of the major hotel brands, and he was talking about wanting to look at some other sites near some of our travel centers. And I mentioned this one might be one. So he'll look at it. I can't promise anything, but yes, sir. And the reason why I asked that because I wanted to know would it be one, two. Three story. Oh, uh, I mean, I know you're looking at the future down the road now. I think most, both the the two big hotel brands. I think they've got a lot of prototypes that are under 48 feet, so 48 feet or less. Okay. And the reason why I'm asking that question because of fire protection. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Next, sir. Chair, take a motion. Chair, I make a recommendation that we follow the LCPC recommendation. We have a second. 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 We follow the recommendation of LCPC for 2023-021-LC. Mm -hmm. Any further discussion? All in favor, let me know show of hands. We're kind of thin, but does that still work, Mr. Brown? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Thank, thank you, Ms. Laurie. Chair, take a motion to go out of uh, public hearing back in the regular session. So moved. Second. Second. All in favor, show of hands, please. Back in the regular session, and we're calling now Mr. Raymond Gross to our front. Thank you, gentlemen. Good evening, Chairman Lovett. Hello, sir. Good evening. I am here with rec my recommendation for the Moore contract for Liberty County Recreation Department's outside parks. Uh, we went from a one-year agreement to a two-year agreement. Uh, you should have the paperwork with one correction. Uh, we had two bids. They were open, I believe, last Thursday. And one was from 25th Hour Enterprises, LLC, and Jody Smiley Landscaping, LLC. Uh, 17 estimated cuts, cuts, or 17 cuts for the parks. And uh, the recommended contract or award of contract, uh, we, we recommend 25th Enterprises. The correction, uh, the number uh, was 18,450. After recalculation, it was 17,425, if you would make that in your notes. The other bid was for 22,525. That's what we have. That, that's what we have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have the 17,425? We do. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, that's not what. And that's 17 cuts per park. Yeah. 10 parts, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Goss. Yes, sir. <laughs> on this cutting, cutting of grass. Uh, what about Miller Park? That's, that's a concern. Um, big concern. It's a big concern. Uh, you've seen it, I've seen it, Mr. Brown has seen it. Uh, we have a lot of rock on the surface of that park, and it probably can't be cut efficiently or at all until we get that situation rectified. Um, that park is, we're hoping to open it up here in the next few weeks or months, and that's a, a real concern. Um, and we got some tree 
some trees out there that needs to be taken out altogether before we think about opening that park up because they've snapped off and they got jagged edges sticking on it, Mr. Chairman. Mm. And uh, we can't put no one out there to do anything until this is correct. Mr. Brown, not putting you on the spot, but do you have a recommendation? Yes, I think you and I were going to go out there and take a look at it, but right. basically we, we're going to withhold final payment of the contractor until that's rectified. Because what it, what it is, Mr. Chairman and the rest of the board members, they haul in dirt, but somehow or another, all of that dirt got contaminated with a whole lot of rocks for the whole complete park. Mm. And, uh, hey, <laughs> we've done a lot of construction out there. I mean, it, it comes with it. But I understand no, we, no, we, we no, got to fix it. Not with this because the Is rocks it? were up front. Oh. The rocks were piled up out front. These rocks are all the way in the back by the uh, basketball court. By the playground. basketball court and everything else now. Rocks walk. New park. New parking area. The rocks there above that on both sides. Mm -hmm. It's by the basketball courts and playgrounds. If anybody's cutting grass out there. Anybody's out there, it could be a possible hazard. Okay. So you have communicated with the um, contractor? Mm -hmm. We already have. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And what about the uh, the play equipment that got ran over by the contractor? That information has been presented to them, to Trent, and they have that information. Written, yeah. correct? Actually, it was the... Not the contractor on that project. It was the, the fire. Contractor the the subcontractor from the fire station. Right. It's already been presented to yeah. us. Written. So that could take up to what? Four months? Five months? Depending on how soon they can get the equipment in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Raymond, is uh, Miller Park the one that Commissioner Stevens was talking about? Is that one of the ones that's in this proposal to be cut? Yes. Yes. That's all the outlying parks. So. so. Um, what we do if they, they can't cut or we just add it on at the end of the contract to make sure that it gets cut. If they owe us those cuts, they haven't been able to cut that. Mm -hmm. So we'll just get that in cuts back or we'll take that off the contract. Okay. All right. We have experience with this 25th hour? They have group? had contracts with the Liberty County Rec before. Okay. Um, they've right. also had contracts with the city and the uh, development authority okay. in the past. They so they do, they do a good job. I spoke to Paul Martin, my maintenance superintendent, and he says he has no issues with them, and he didn't when he was hit when they had the contract before. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Uh, that's the one we had about two uh, years ago? I think so. And by the way, Mr. Uh, Joey, I, I think when this came up last year, uh, might have been a year before we had talked about um, maybe extending it. And um, is this the first time that we've had a, a two-year agreement? Yes. Okay, let's just keep on moving up a little bit. Let's try to get it up, <laughs> try to get it up to three. Because I'm I'm just thinking about the the people that bid, you, you know, that um, for us to have to come back every year. I, I think we had talked about. Um, Extending it to three, but I mean we got two which is almost there if we um, and the reason being is that with the cost of you know materials and um, Blaze and gas and everything that you know at when the first year was up We can talk about going up or, or whatever, but um, I'm glad to see that we did um, You know because every year is you know probably something that we need to get, try to get away from if we can yes, sir. That's all I have mr. Chairman Thank you, sir. Chair, motion. 
Chair, I make a motion that we accept the contract with 20, was it 25? 25th. Um, yep, 25th okay. hour enterprises. Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> In the amount of $17,425. Uh, Need a second. 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 Commissioner Frazier said he was with it. Uh, all in favor. We, we got enough. <laughs> uh, thank you, sir, Mr. Grove. Thank you. Engineer, Mr. Long. If I'm not mistaken, Gil Parks on the schedule first, right? Yes. Okay, we uh, received two bids. Um, for the sidewalks that are remaining out at Gill Park, uh, one from Swindale Construction and one from Platinum Paving. Swindale Construction is one that's done the other sidewalk work out there for us already. Uh, they've done a good job for us. Uh, their price was $109,085.50, um, which is well within our budget. Um, so we would recommend that you enter a contract with them to do the sidewalk work. One thing that I do need to note is um, this job did have a NWBE goal. Um, they met, uh, both contractors or that bid on this met the 3% WFBE goal, but they did not meet the MBE goal. So, um, you know, I, I don't know that going back out to getting more bids is really going to help us. Um, I don't think, I think our price will go up and I'm not sure that we'll get any uh, additional bidders at this time, but I'll leave it up to you guys what you would like to do uh, and kind of let you know where you want to go. That's uh, Commissioner Jones. He's not. That's in his area, but Commissioner Frazier. Mm -hmm. I have a question, Mr. Jones. I'm sorry. This is a project that I think you had several participated in, too. Um, I, Commissioner, Commissioner Jones. And I, yes, right. Just as a note. Um, not that that makes a difference, but. Mm -hmm. How long is how long is the trail, Trent? Do you know? A I can mile. tell you how many square yards. I don't know if I can tell you how many linear feet. Uh, well, it's one thousand three hundred twenty-five square yards. Linear feet. So, I'll tell you real quick. I guess my question has been how, how round is it? No, I, I was just trying to figure. I was saying, you know, it's a walking trail. What, what's the distance? Is it a half a mile, to, quarter yeah. mile, a mile? That's what I was saying. Now, how many square yards? Hold on. Who, who, who did you say one? Call them. I bet you they know how much it is. <laughs> 2,385 feet long. Okay. Do the math on that. Is uh, yeah. That's all I had, Mr. Chairman. How long? Thanks, Chair. Yeah. All right. Chair, entertain a motion. Here has stand uh, in the gap. Yeah, so uh, I make a motion that um, for approval. Second. Motion and second for approval. Further discussion. All in favor, show your hands, please. All right. While I'm thinking about it, you know, my little trip this week, I stopped by the um, complex, Mr. Brown. I saw the track. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but can we get, can we get us a splash sign down there? Do we have one? Yes, sir. Okay. And Mr. Chair, that track is 1562 1562 feet that'd be best closer yeah. to right Trent yeah. I, I, I never received that email and I, 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 gave, I gave you a copy there and I sent it again the day before we came a copy got, of what I requested mm -hmm. and it's, it's a copy of sitting at your desk right there 
I might need to clean my desk. Then. <laughs> I made sure that I didn't. Oh, I didn't see you. I, I, was, uh, I made sure I had it. And I didn't want to miss you. Man, you remind me of my right. son right then. Proposes for the water system on the east. Sir, water system is next. So we took bids. Uh, we had two pro uh, proposers on this: um, Palm Coast Utilities and uh, SCI SCI Construction. Um, Palm Coast Utilities was the lowest proposer on the job. Um, his price was one million six hundred sixty-eight thousand three hundred twenty-two dollars and ninety-three cents. Now, um, this uh, it. What we have available in the, the funding that we got for the grant is uh, $1,029,468.75. Um, recommending committee sat down and we rated all the uh, proposals that we got and Palm Coast Utilities was the uh, highest rated proposer. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and our recommendation is that we enter into a contract with Palm Coast Utilities in the amount of $1,668,332.93. It's also recommended that we negotiate a change order to reduce the scope of the work to match the available funding of $1,029,468.75. Now, that being said, what I wanted to show you was what we would end up backing down. So the original project connects to a 10 inch line that we have. This is the curb that comes around um, Dave Williams Road and, and uh, I'm drawing blank, but anyhow, we come all the way down to Barrington Ferry Road here, and then we were going to run a 10-inch line, and we we're going to stop just short of the intersection with Barrington Ferry Road. We had a two-inch line going up, serving some houses here. We had an eight-inch line and a six-inch line going around here, so we could provide fire service for a few residents in this area, and we had. Uh, two-inch lines running down to pick up a couple of people in that area as well. So the area to get down to $1,029,000, you got to reduce by what's in the green. Um, one of the things that we're talking about in our water council, uh, and as you all know, we're talking a lot lately with the water council and what we're trying to do regionally with uh, the different water systems. Uh, one of the things is to have some availability to be able to have interconnectivity between our systems. What this green section right here would do would, Riceboro system is right about here. So that puts us in close proximity to being able to connect it when that time comes. And this, this sets us up for our goal of interconnecting our systems. Right. And I'd like to keep this line 10 inch all the way that way we've got good connectivity all the way back to our tower and to our water well so right now with the funding I've got to go ahead and cut that off so we can get going um, that's about two hundred forty five thousand dollars worth of work that I have to cut off right there now I do want to keep looking mr. Brown and I are looking at different objects with some of our other things and if we're able to come up with some funding We'll come back to you guys with a recommendation to add that back. But right now, to get down to the project funding, I've got to, I've got to cut out what's green. To cut out what's green. The right here. I 
can't find it right now. It went dead. Right there, those houses, those are houses, right? Yes, ma'am. Those will get service. So uh, they don't? They do. They, they will. will. They will. Yes. Okay. Well, the green won't. Well, the ones that are back off of the, that serve, there's a few in here. The ones that face along Lewis That's Fraser Lewis Road Frazier. will. Right. It's just the ones that, that face on this line around here. And then once you get back to these houses back here, and then there's like three or four houses back here. <clears throat> Why won't they, what, they're too far off the road? No, I just, well, I'm trying to, I need to get my out of money. budget. I'm trying to, I'm pulling the system back to try to get myself into budget. Value engineering. Yeah, but value engineering, value engineering is still cutting some people short. Which one do you, I mean. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's true. <laughs> but, well, you know, there's, there's nothing more I'd rather have than another $600,000. We can keep right on trucking. But the reason why I say it years ago when I went out myself and we did a, a petition and a, the easement and the, okay, people wanting water, those people on that uh, Salters Road right, right there, mm -hmm. they wanted water. Now, I can say this, we can always, what I did was I tried to maintain what was, I, maintain, I tried to maintain a backbone first. Right. Okay. And then I started you know, getting rid of what was on the side, and then I started backing up. That's how I approached the value engineering part of it, trying to keep a backbone so that as our system does grow, we have something to grow from. Okay. So, you know, there's nothing that says that we could provide this water here and they just back this up to there to something I mean I can, I can come up with a different arrangement of where I let's sit down and look at that let's sit down and look at that I'll be glad to sit down okay. and do that let's, let's sit down and look at it okay right I'm, I'm trying to um, Mary you, you said that's Salters Road in the yes sir where, where's Salter's Road? No, that, that's actually Slade Road. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Where, where, this, where's, this, is, this is like... Where's uh, Scriven, is Scriven Fork on this map? Scriven Fork would be... Scriven back, Fork's back, back up here. To, yeah. The, yeah. to the west? Mm -hmm. Dave that's Williams it. was up here, and then I couldn't say Scriven Fork a minute ago. Okay, that's that's what mouth. I thought you was trying to say. So Scriven Fork mm -hmm. is to the west of this right. map. Mm -hmm. the, so the Scriven Fork got water now? Right, yes. So they got water now, so we're yeah. going down. Right. Toward um, Barrington Ferry. Our, our, actually, our main aim was to try to connect to Riceboro in the long run. Well, I, I'm, but we're I'm, I'm trying to make sure that we have a strong backbone for our system to grow. Right. And as we make decisions, trying to make decisions for the backbone and grow it so that, that we will grow we, smartly. Mary, will we be able to come as far as close up to the Riceboro Water Overlay District? <clears throat> Well, that would give us the connectivity if okay. we if we need it. Yes, sir. Where 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 are the Flemings? Are the Flemings in here? The Flemings is um. The Flemings is about right here. Okay. And and where's where's Salter's Road? Is that in there? Salter Road is leading off right there. Right there. Okay. How about where John Roberts live? Is that in there? John Robert is back up. Back, back up here. About right here, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, I think he's like right, right one of there. those right in there. That's John Rob, yeah. 
And I think he's he's got enough frontage on the road that we'll have a meter for him. Yeah. You something else to consider too is if if you do the backbone, you probably go ahead. I mean, that's the more expensive stuff with the grant funds. Probably as a target area, you could apply for some lot grant funds, CDBG funds, and 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 do those other spurs. Because yeah. those would be six inch lines. Six and eight. Six and eight, eight going in there. Eight inch lines. Mm -hmm. Just something to think about when y'all yeah. get together. <clears throat> so you're recommending to do the backbone so you have the. That's the main. That's the technical part of me saying that, and yeah. I, I do realize that. Yeah. You know, you guys are the deciding factor. Yeah. So. Then, then if okay. I heard uh, Jerry right, then you do the CDBG to, to yeah. do the, the green sections come back and. Okay. It'd be a lesser cost, probably more likely funded. Your match would be a lot less. Okay. Something like that. Look at something it. To think about as y'all as y'all get together. It's yeah. just. Do you need a decision on? You need a decision on that tonight. Uh, I don't have to have a decision tonight. Uh, one thing that we were really hoping to be able to do is to move this project to uh, contract sooner than later. Okay. Um, because we do know of price increases that are coming, mm -hmm. and you know, what we want to do is try to at least get under contract so materials can be ordered and prices secured. Okay. Could you all meet between now and mid-month? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we could. If the cost is um, already, I mean, we already know the cost. I mean, you're trying to stay within that cost. Right. And I think you and Commissioner Stevens was going, was going to meet to do it, look, can, at, look at moving something. I mean, we, we, contingent upon? We, we could still do that. And you can go and, ahead and do it. And, and, I can and, get him. and I guess y'all got a baseline that whatever movement that y'all make, if you decide to make that, stay within you budget. just need to know that you can't move outside that um, dollar amount. But mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, I think that's really a good idea because what that allow us to do is if we could bring Palm Coast into the conversation on what to take out and yeah. where we can move things around. Okay. A lot of times that, not, that helps a lot having I'm, a contractor in Speaking for Palm Coast, but they uh, they already heard the conversation when they bid on it. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they heard what they wanted to hear. Yeah. Yeah. They did. All right. But no, what I mean, what I'm talking yeah, about I, is parts back and things. But, but um, I mean, yeah. you know, we, we got this much money, <laughs> and and y'all can move all you want to. You can't move outside of, of this. <laughs> all right. Okay. Chair, we'll go ahead and make that motion. Continue upon you all getting together and. Uh, yeah, and then we'll do that. Okay. Come back. All right. Thank you, Mr. Chair. All right. Mr. Brown, you got Third, that. Third, Mr. Chair. Okay. All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Long. That's all I have tonight. And Trent, I, I, I saw what you, you got we talked. Okay. Yeah, that's Good. that's not what I, I wanted. Sort of. But. Okay. Uh, well, talk. let me know what, what else you want me to change on and I'll fix it. Y'all talk. Okay. From, so, from the beginning. Summer food. From the beginning. And then, not just 2022. Uh-uh. In the, okay. the cost. Wait a minute, Trent, where you okay. walk on? Wise. I'll see if I can. Wait a minute, where you walk on? I, I was just excusing him so I can get I, I know. Just, just uh, da -da. Look, uh, Bill Cotter Road, we are. Uh... Yeah, bids two weeks. Okay. That's okay. I'll tell you, they, I, I'll look on, I'll look at uh, the advertisement in a minute and tell you. <laughs> okay. But, yes, sir. It, it's bidding soon. So I had uh, contractors ask me a couple questions. We sent out a, an addendum today. So we have at least two people bidding on it. Okay. The potholes on Bill Carter is getting worse every time it rains. 
Oh, yes, sir. And uh, you were supposed to send me something, a drawing uh, uh, on the roundabout. <laughs> I'm sending you, I'm, what I'm trying to do is before the next meeting, I'm getting you a, a new and improved okay. layout is what I'm trying to do. All right, okay. All right. I sent you the one that's the old that's going to change. You didn't no, get it? No. I'll send it no. down to you. No. All right. Morning, Chairman and Commissioners. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, my name is David Floyd, and I'm here uh, to uh, sort of get you guys' approval for to start the planning for the Summer Foods Program. It makes me smile. Okay. Um, I mean, as you know, if you've been on the on this, you know, uh, the county commission has sponsored the summer food, foods program for multiple years going back, but we took a step back from it during the pandemic years. Um, right now, um, the commission, we're, we're trying to resume the program. So uh, what we're gonna do, we've already gone in and had me sit in for the training. So uh, what we have to do as we have to do, um, I mean, and just to go over a few of the rules for this, uh, the, we can open up open sites around the county where anybody 18 years or younger or 19 years who are mentally or physically disabled who participate in public or private nonprofit school programs for the mentally or physically disabled. And the meals are served to eligible recipients at the approved feeding sites and those meals are eligible for reimbursement um, in accordance with annual meal, meal reimbursement rates. Um, I mean, just like as a coverage of some of the things we look for in a site, we, we for running water, bathroom access, we need refrigeration there if possible. Um, also, uh, shelter is preferred because we, we have fed in parks and stuff like that, but we do try to be at, at least under a pavilion if we can. And um, uh, high density or high traffic areas are preferred because what we're trying to do is make sure our reimbursement levels are at least enough to pay for the site managers and the staff that we would have to hire for the uh, program. Okay, uh, personnel needed, uh, you'd need to hire the summer food program director, two site monitors, and then 15 site supervisors, prefer preferably somebody living close to the site. Um, because we have not done summer foods for the last three years, they are starting us off as a new sponsor, so we are limited to 15 summer food sites this year. Um, the second year it will go back up to 30, and I don't think we've done more than 30 sites at any point in the last several years. So, but for, not, for this year, it will be a slightly smaller program than what we have done in the past because we will be limited to only having 15 sites. Okay, uh, so there are some actions that uh, have to take place just for, the, for us to start the application process for the grant. Um, you would have to appoint me as the Liberty County's representatives for Happy Helping so that they, DeCal and I can speak about the grant and I would be your appointed representative. Um, we'll have to start, uh, you know, getting together staff who's gonna work them. You're gonna have to authorize me to start working on the grant. And then we're also gonna have to start getting an RFP to solicit food preparation services. And uh, those, that's why we're starting it a couple of months early because we do need to find someone who will be able to uh, provide food for, the, for us during the summer. Do you guys have any questions? No. <laughs> Need a motion? Need a motion? Chair, it's my honor to, to appoint <laughs> Mr. David Floyd as our program director and representative for Happy, Happy, Happy Helpings. Yes, uh, this, you know, we, we've had to table this 
food program for a couple years, <laughs> and I'm just happy that it's back because y'all know how I feel about the youth. All right. Yes, sir. Is there a second? Second. second. Uh, any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. You're so appointed, sir. Thank you. Good yeah. luck. Yes, you will. <laughs> you said that we've had um, we've had more than 15 sites over the county. Oh yeah. You said we had 30. Yeah. Oh yeah. I believe the last year we ran it, we had 23 sites. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, and I think it's been higher than that. I mean, I think in the time that I've been running it, I think we might we got up to 27 one time and sort of backed out because backed that down a little bit because some of the smaller sites. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, what, what, what we always try to do is have like fairly good county coverage, you mm -hmm. know, all around and, you know, in the small, in the more rural parts of the county. I mean, th that's where we have uh, some of the poverty that we're trying to address is in the very rural parts. But since those are very low density sites too, like you also have to put, like if you just have one, one site in, you know, someplace like Riceboro, I mean, like, you know, the kids you're trying to reach out to are probably the kids that don't have a parent available to drive them mm -hmm. to a site. So what we did for a while was we tried to like do Fair multiple enough. sites and mm -hmm. it's sort of a balancing act because of course the more individual sites you have, the more staff you're hiring. I mean, and you know, it, and it comes to like, you know, how much money can we afford to spend on staff? You know, if, if you got nine kids showing up every day, those kids obviously need that assistance, but you know, like you also want to, be practical with what you can do. So that's, we have gone up and down, but we've always been above 20 in the last seven years that I've been running it. All right, thank you. Mm -hmm. And Ms. Floyd, can you give me a call? I will. Thanks so much, sir. Okay, who's doing property and casualty? We're gonna to try to do the uh, technical pull-off like we did. Right, sir. Uh, Mr. Bob Seville is here from Seville and Associates. Um, so I won't talk too much about his background or the companies, he can do a better job of that. But basically, uh, they are the broker that we work with trying to place our lines of insurance coverages, uh, including cyber, uh, automobile, property and casualty in law enforcement lines. Uh, and that's what they specialize in is brokering those specific governmental activities for governments. So uh, been a lot of changes, uh, and Bob will run over those real quick with you, just kind of a heads up that our insurance rebinds May 1st. And so it's gonna give you a little general overview of, of some things he's having to look at this year that are peculiar, um, again, to the market and to us as a coastal county. And then he'll come back to you with the, the bids that he receives by the mid-month uh, because we will need to go ahead and, and bind that coverage at that time. So, Bob. Okay, thank you very much, John. Uh, and I appreciate y'all letting me come in by Zoom. Jared, uh, uh, Michael, and Clint have done a great job of prepping me. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Uh, we're going to uh, Seville and Company. company. We've, we've been doing this for 40 years and insure about 300 cities and counties. Uh, uh, this time, we've been with Liberty County a while and uh, wanted to go through and just sort of give y'all a brief introduction to what we'll be going over in the next meeting. Uh, so I'm going to share my PowerPoint at this point and uh, start right here to uh, go over what we are going to 
speak about, and then uh, go over each one of these points. So we've been working on this all year long. Uh, the property, uh, we'll talk about the values in the market, uh, what the rates are doing, the impact that the hurricanes have had. You know, we've had two or three come through Georgia over the last three or four years. Uh, freeze was a big event. And then the general liability will speak about the, uh, mainly about our increase in exposures and uh, public official in law the same way. Then our cyber liability, uh, talk about the claim we had, and then what we've done to fix things so that uh, we don't have another one. And then the automobile will culminate with that and talk about the losses we've had and the, the, the tough experience we've had. So uh, the first slide that we'd like to look at is the uh, property. Uh, and the first thing we did uh, about two years ago, our expiration date was on September 7th. And if you ever look at the chart, uh, that's probably the peak of the hurricane season. So one year we were uh, having trouble finding our coverage on that day because there was a hurricane coming. So a uh, few years ago, we moved it to May 1st. And uh, that's why this, uh, this has to be bound in 30 days. Uh, we, we realized that with all the property events that have happened, the carriers are, have a poor loss experience in the general industry for property. And they're all viewing the, uh, the insurance bank of each location to make sure you're properly insured. So uh, one thing uh, we did was back in January, we started reviewing the, each location of the property because you're only going to get as much as is listed on your statement of value. So uh, we, if you look at these banks, have $96 million of property uh, last year. And after we conducted our review, we got everything up to replacement costs. We had to add fencing, like, like the jail, uh, recreation parks. Uh, it's up to 186 million. So about um, okay. that took, I know Joey was out there measuring, uh, measuring buildings a lot of times and had folks help do that. Uh, uh, that took a lot of work. Uh, the next thing that point that I need to address is the uh, insurance market and what's happening in the marketplace. We're seeing uh, counties or cities, any type of public entity that had more loss experience, their premiums are doubled. Uh, we've had fairly good loss experience with property, but being coastal, we're seeing rates go up as much as 25% just a good account. So uh, these rates are changing by the month. Uh, so some of the things we're doing uh, is we're looking at a lot of different carriers. You'll see on the left over there, uh, probably 20 or 30 carriers that we've gone out to. And it's starting to line up. Last year, we had one carrier that insured the whole 96 million, but this year, we're going to have five or six different carriers that will stack on top of each other. 
because nobody wants to take a large portion of the time. And so uh, we'll probably have a whole different set of characters. Uh, the wind and hail percentage, right now we have a 3% deductible. That could go up. Trying to negotiate the carriers and marketplace for that. So, as you imagine, this uh, increase, uh, doubling of values, will double our premiums here. Second uh, section we want to look at is your general liability law and public official liability. Uh, had relatively good experience there, but we continue to grow. You can think. Uh, Y'all very familiar with the growth county. But just the current care point here to eat, uh, 42 to 48 billion, that the rating factors, uh, that's about 14%. And then the employee count up about the same percentage. And then down on the bottom, the rating factors are number of officers. As you can see, they're gone from 69 to 192. Uh, will impact your rates, particular portion. So, before we even start with any rate increase, we're about 14 15% higher. The next uh, section is our cyber liability. And you may be aware that uh, in August of 21, the FBI contacted us and said that we were on a list uh, that of a uh, cyber intrusion and so we alerted the cyber liability carrier and they spent seventy-four thousand dollars determining that we were clean and that we had no damage uh, that impacts your renewal because even though you didn't have any problems they see that expenditure down there uh, the good news is we started last of renewal, which was about last June, and uh, Clint has done a great job of plugging all the holes throughout the county and making sure that uh, y'all have multi-factor authentication, so when we try to log into something, if it doesn't recognize your device, it's like, sort of like the bank does, it's your text. Uh, and uh, EDR makes sure that, that, uh, that we have the right firewalls and something tries to come in, it can detect, and not only detect it, but fix it. And then there's other uh, things he's much more qualified to describe than I am. Uh, but we've done work all year long, so we've been working on this renewal for probably 12 months. And uh, I think we're at a point now that we have the boxes sealed, and we're in pretty good shape. You know, you never know in the cyber world that you're, you're, you're totally clear, but uh, I think you're in as good a shape as you can be. Um, our deductible on that's 25000 mainly because of that claim, but generally the public sector sees most cyber claims of any industry. Probably 50% of the cities and counties have been hit. Uh, so we continue to see premium increases there, but it's start to level off a little bit. We're seeing these premiums double each year. We see some light at the end of the tunnel on the cyber liability. So we, we have plenty of time for that. Uh, the next area is the uh, automobile liability and physical damage. 
and I think y'all have had some discussions about that. As you can see right here, the loss ratio on this is 427%. So for every dollar we give the insurance company there, they're giving us back four and a half dollars for your expenses. The losses, we've had 20 claims over $10,000, and that includes three that are over $100,000, and five that are over $250,000, and two that are over $500,000. So if you add that up, that's sort of where those claims are coming from. Generally, look at a figure counter. You might see one like this on a tough risk. So we've got our share of those. So that will impact claims. It will impact our premium. So we anticipate getting two different quotes. We've gone out to every carrier in the marketplace, and in writing three or 400 cities and counties over the years, we have relationships with all the carriers. We're a big player in each one of their shops. So these on the bottom down here, Travis, Dart, Zurich, Houston, Texas, they didn't want to look at us at all. And so we've got two that are coming in much higher premiums. You can imagine they're going to price this so that that 427% gets significantly under 100%. And the way they'll do that is with premium. The other way that they'll do that is to have a higher liability deductible. $100,000 is what's been discussed, $25,000 on physical damage. And then we're trying to get one other carrier to give us an alternative that would not have a deductible. But if you do that, it's going to be offset with premium. So on the right-hand side here, we're going to throw out some solutions, things we can do. And the first one is to only insure the physical damage for vehicles over $100,000. And the county's grown. The county's a big county now, and relative to, it's not as big as Chatham, but it's a big county, state. And you're large enough that you, with a $48 million budget, can start to absorb some of these and self-insure some of this. So in an effort to get the premium down, we're going to suggest the 17 units over $100,000. Another item that's not on the screen here that we just discovered is since we took the drivers for the ambulances used to be with the hospital, but now they are with the county. And we think there's an opportunity to move those over to the volunteer fireman's policy. So we have a separate policy for the fire department to rescue. So if we can put them over there where it's got better experience, better premiums, we like that idea. But we've got to see if they'll take it because some of these claims involve damages. The next thing we've been successful doing is we get together and get the sheriff to help us implement 
policies and procedures that work for the Sheriff's Department that approve the driving, approve the pursuits, you know, as you would expect when you get a high-speed pursuit, it's very costly to resolve. And with the ambulance drivers as well to improve the driving there. One way we do that is, the next point is defensive driver training. Everybody knows that works. And so to the extent we can continue to do that, that's a great benefit. I've learned over the years that you can bring folks in, and I've done the same thing myself. You sit down and listen to the training, but if we don't implement it, it's not useful. So we want to move past the point of just going to training, but make sure, you know, we're implementing that out in the field. Then we do a pretty good job of checking NVRs and have a good driver program and driver guidelines. And I think we got those from travelers when they insured us five years ago. So we'll continue to do that, and we'll try to check the NVRs annually if possible, and do everything we can for our employees and our drivers to make sure they're safe, you know, and they don't get hurt, and they don't have accidents. So we want to make this a positive thing where we can help them and we can help their driving. So thank you. I want to make this a positive point. So the last thing that we, today's world, we all have an iPhone or a cell phone or, you know, in the emergency vehicles, they have a laptop. And we want to manage that distracted driving policy so that not only for those non-emergency drivers, but for the emergency drivers to use voice commands and voice as much as possible. They're not looking down while they're driving. So these are the areas where we see the most accidents and we see the most success in reducing losses. So just sort of wrap this up. You know, the property values have doubled, so we expect a similar impact on the premium. The law of public official general liability, we will, that's up 15% exposures, and we'll see some increase there in rate. Industry-wide, that's happening. The cyber liability, we hope will level off, maybe a slight increase, and then the automobile is going to be significant. Joey, do you want to add anything to that? I don't think so, Bob. Thanks. You know, we'll continue to work on them to tune all that we can without putting the county in, you know, in any risk situation as far as deductibles or things like that. I mean, we want to be sure that what we bring back to you in mid-month covers significantly what you want. So, you know, actually what we're hoping is even after we authorize it to bind in the mid-month meeting, that we still could have some last-minute quotes coming in. One of the insurance companies, without directing it which one, that we're trying to get a quote from on the automobile was one that was significantly impacting the tornado events recently. 
And so the ability to reach out to them and get some response back real quickly, you know, has been, has been a challenge. And, and Bob and I were talking again this afternoon on this that, you know, it could be that, you know, they even come back in there after your next meeting. But we're, we're going we're gonna to recommend and bind the absolute best policy we can to, to protect all these lines for you. But, Bob, I appreciate it. Um, Y'all have worked hard, and, and we'll continue to work with you to, to try to, to get that detailed and then come back to the commission in the mid-month with what we have. I think he's got some questions. Joey. Mr. Chief. <clears throat> Sir. Mr. Brown, will you have to... Uh, <clears throat> interact with these agencies to let them know uh, what's going on? Are they already aware? They're not because we're not aware, uh, Commissioner Stevens. And so uh, I, definitely they'll be made aware when an insurance company says we agree to bind your auto under these conditions. So the, the you know whoever we end up with will stipulate the conditions and then when they do, we definitely will be interacting to say, this is what we're going to have to do if we're going to cover our vehicles. So, um, yes, sir. Okay. I mean, that's kind of how that'll happen. We, we don't have, you know, in the situation we're in with the market that he described and, and Coastal County and with some of the things involved with uh, automobile, we're not able to dictate hardly anything to the insurance companies. They are dictating to us because our loss ratio is so bad. All right, thank you, sir. Bob, thank you so much. And uh, anything? We'll, we'll, work, we'll work hard and bring it back to you in mid-month, okay. sir. All right. Bob, thank you very much. Once we uh, find a policy, how long is it going to be annually? or Annual renewal. And, that, and that's the other thing I want to mention while Bob's on here is um, we have a short suspense. They won't even give out quotes too far ahead of a renewal date because they're going to look at your ratios as late as they can. So it, it's going to be like this every year. So we, it's the market. Hopefully once we implement uh, the training and not just training, but we implement it with all, all the staff and our employees. Policies, certain policies right, that, we, right, we have to implement. And it is, I think, last thing I promise, uh, as you saw, it's based on five years. So while we didn't have such a bad year last year, the preceding four were really not good. So. A little bumpy, pun intended. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> All right, sir. Resolution National Prescription Opiate Litigation. As y'all remember, uh, a few years back, I think it was probably two years ago, that the state of Georgia joined in uh, some opioid lawsuits, and counties were invited to participate in that. I think Mr. Davis, in fact, appeared before you. So we did participate in that first settlement that happened, uh, and we did get a distribution from the state of Georgia proportionately. In fact, we'll be looking at a contract to uh, expend those funds, uh, hopefully with the um, uh, health department here at your next meeting. This is a second potential lawsuit against a different group of pharmacies for distribution. Again, just like the first one, nothing's guaranteed, but this is a resolution saying, yes, we do want to try to participate in this lawsuit uh, for opioid relief money, should the state receive it, under the same conditions as the first one. Same uh, legal firm representing class action suit to do that. Can you share the amount, sir? You don't have it. Well, we don't know yet. Again, it's, it's not 
it's a new suit being filed, mm -hmm. and that's when you have to choose whether to be part of it or not as a, as a member county to do it. Our, our recommendation definitely is that you join in. There's no cost to the county for joining in. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it would just receive potentially some money from the state of Georgia as a settlement agreement, like we did with the last one. No, sir. Actually, it comes to the counties. I believe this last amount was sixty something thousand dollars that we got on the opioid settlement funds. Do you remember? Eighty-two thousand dollars. Thank you. And so, what the county then has to do, it has stipulations in the settlement agreement that it was given of ways you have to use the funds. Contracting with someone. In 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 this case, it will probably be helping with Narcan distribution and some education uh, on the street. So. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so, but the health department already has an ongoing opioid program to reach out, and uh, we'll be presenting that to you. But that's who probably we would want to stay if we get some of this money okay. to contract with. Do we need to, um, oh, yeah, we need to approve. Yes, sir, please, if you'd consider it. Chair, I'm a motion to approve and to. Second. Second. All in favor, show of hands, please. Motion passes. All right. N next thing, Mr. Chairman, is just a copy of the House bill that passed actually last year uh, that dealt with uh, food trucks or food service establishments uh, by adding food trucks to that. Uh, mobile food service establishments were defined. And basically, the, the gist of the, of the legislation is was to make it easier for food trucks to operate going county to county so that it didn't have to go through multiple health department inspections or permitting and so uh, i know commissioner stevens have brought this up just wanted to share this with you so um uh, basically they would still have to get a license in the county to operate but health department inspection wise they wouldn't have to get multiple health department regulations done so or inspections done to go from county to county they would simply present the inspection they had at their county of residence where their food truck was located to the local health department they wanted to operate in and basically that license then also is good for that county so just kind of a matter of information if you want to take it and look at it then we can answer some questions i will note that we're we're working on uh with the special event stuff too looking at trying to get an ordinance on food truck regulation because currently Liberty County does not have that in our ordinance that allows food trucks specifically to operate under different guidelines. Right now they can get a business license to operate, uh, but as far as mobile food truck establishments, we're not really, we don't have an ordinance governing that. So that's something we're also working on for y'all. Even though it's state regulated, we still need our own Correct, correct. The well, the state, the state's only regulating health department inspections right. with this, yeah. right, yeah. is what they're doing. Okay. How can it be, Mr. Brown? I mean, I'm just asking a question. Let's say someone buys a license, food truck license in Liberty County, and how many days is it good for? Well, they, we don't have a food truck license right now. Don't that's the problem. One. That's the problem. And that's what we're trying to rectify is to, to set up that for y'all. That's correct. The city of Hinesville does. That's correct. Yes, sir. But the county got. Can you just change something to me? Invent the wheel. Put it like that. Yep. Okay. So okay. When will you bring this back, sir? Well, I know that we're we're working on those ordinances along with uh, temporary event ordinances okay. that need to be updated. So okay. as quickly as we can, sir. Is that all right? 
All right. Alcohol license. Um, this is actually for a special event. It's a temporary event alcohol license uh, application made by Hassett Patel really on behalf of Rotary. Uh, this is for their annual uh, fishing tournament down there. So your ordinance does say that someone can apply if they're a nonprofit, can apply for a temporary event alcohol license. Uh, so he has made application. Uh, Sheriff and Planning Commission have recommended approval. Is the petitioner here? <laughs> beat you to it. I try to beat you to it. <laughs> the petitioner here. Make <laughs> 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 your name for the record, please, and tell us what. Uh, Hasid Patel yes, from La Quinta. But I'm representing Rotary International right now. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to do a fishing tournament at Half Moon Marina. Mm -hmm. We're applying for, uh, to sell beer and wine on that day. Half Moon Marina, coming in, coming in the district. Yeah. Okay. One day license, Mr. Brown? Two. Two, Two days. days, Friday and Two Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Saturday. Okay. All right. so when is the event? On April the 20th. 22nd. Okay. For volunteers, if you want to come down and help. The motion? Yes, sir. Can I make a motion that we approve the alcohol license for the two-day event at Half Moon Marina? Second. Yeah. Don't make it so easy on him. I know. Oh, really? yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I had so many questions really? for you. All in favor of the motion to present, show of hands, please. All right. Wish you well, sir, with that. Thank event. you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for your backup team. <laughs> Good to see you. Y'all leaving? Yeah. Chairman, is that some kind of hours of operation for something like that? Because, I mean, they can do it past midnight? It's, it's two days, but what? How, What's the exact criteria that it's two-day event? It goes 8 a.m. to 48 straight out. How, how, how? It's in the ordinance. I, I don't remember, but it's during the hours of X to X. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah, that, it would be the same kind of regulation that you would have for serving it, period. Mm -hmm. It just, just allows you not to have to get a yearly license for it. And the only other thing, sir, I have is for executive session is a real estate matter. All right. So for the good order, motion. Second. 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 All in favor? Second. Right. We'll take a session to discuss real estate. Stay here if you want to, Mr. Chairman. All right.